Welcome to the Auburn City Council podcast. This is a recording of a regular Auburn City Council meeting. The council meets on the first and third Tuesday of each month. Meetings begin at 7 p.m. in council chambers at 141 North Ross Street, and they are live streamed on YouTube and Facebook. We'll call to order tonight's Committee of the Whole for the Auburn City Council meeting for June 2022. City Council should have the minutes from the Committee of the Whole from June the 7th. Are there any additions or corrections? If not, is there a move to approve? Second. I have a motion and a second. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? And the minutes carry forward. At this time during the Committee of the Whole, we will begin again to discuss um, the appointment uh, to replace Mr. Brett Smith here in Ward 4. This person will serve over the last four months of uh, this term, which will take us to the first meeting in November. Tonight, I'd like to uh, nominate Ms. Jennifer Stevens. Jennifer has lived in Ward 4 for 28 years. She has been the treasurer of the Rosemary Gate Neighborhood Homeowners Association. She's also been involved in our local tennis association, the Auburn Community Tennis Association. She's uh, participated in the Junior League of Lee County, as well as gone through the Leadership Lee County program. Professionally, she has worked for 21 years as the Senior Director of Finance and Operations uh, at Auburn, with Auburn Advancement and has been the Assistant Treasurer with the Auburn Alumni Association. I do believe that Jennifer would be an outstanding member of the City Council. She does not wish to run for this seat in the election in August. Do I have a second? Second. I have a motion second. Any other nominations? Yes, Mr. Mayor. I'd like to uh, renominate Mr. Ray Huff, please. Second. Right. I have a motion and a second for Mr. Huff. I'll go ahead and let you make some comments if you'd like to. Mr. Griswold? Uh, Mr. Huff has been adamant about his desire for this position and also he has no intention to run uh, either uh, being the redistricting he is in the new ward four which gives him an opportunity to be represented by one of their own and uh, i i'm confident in his abilities in um, decision making he's a fine businessman in town i think we have a very familiar with him he served on numerous auburn boards and commissions over the time that he's been here in auburn he's been a, he's somebody that loves auburn and i believe he would uh, do, a, do a fine job Any other comments on either one of our nominees? And is there anyone else who'd like to nominate someone? I've got a couple of comments, if sure. I may, Mr. Mayor. Yes. Um, for those of you in the public, I wasn't here um, last council meeting. Uh, my family and I had a long planned vacation, so I apologize to the members to, that, that this, um, this issue has um, continued in the way that it has. Uh, upon my return, I made uh, obviously the, every effort to correspond with each of these candidates. And may I just say how uh, how outstanding all four of them are. I thought they are all uh, uh, fine candidates for this role, and uh, and I thank them for th their willingness to sign up for this short term. And uh, again, I, I appreciate the opportunity to speak with all of them. Okay, so we'll speak a little louder. Down, so just so everybody can hear and also we can try to pick up okay. on what recording we do have. Um, it's really up to you to 
the pleasure if he agrees if you want to do a voice or a hand vote or have well I, I do believe there'll be votes for both of these candidates so we'll do a hand raise this time so we'll start off with miss stevens who was nominated first so all in favor of uh, jennifer stevens please raise your hand Five. Lindsay. Yeah, I got everybody. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I want to, again, I want to echo what you've heard from some of the other council people. I appreciate all four individuals being willing to, uh, to serve our city in this unique manner. Um, this does not happen very often, and we were blessed to have four people that were very interested in serving. Uh, Ms. Stevens, I'm sure Ms. Crouch will get, get her in and uh, get her sworn in just as soon as we can, right? Absolutely. Um, just checking. I need to speak with her about her availability to get her sworn in at her convenience tomorrow with the judge and whoever she'd like to have present. So we try to do that immediately because first day would be tomorrow. Okay. No, no. Okay. You're welcome. I'll let everybody know that I want to work. Um, I believe she's present. I want to work with her on her schedule and see when it would be convenient for her and get that along with the judge. All right. Any questions on the agenda for the city manager? City Manager, is anything for us? Yes, just a, a couple of, of minor minor things. The um, item 8C2, um, which is the Auburn Game Day Law Enforcement Corporation and uh, Area Law Enforcement Agency. It's just an annual uh, thing that we do to hire police officers from all over the state for game day and sports management and other things going on on campus. Um, we made one minor change to make it clear that the city manager is the only signatory party in both the resolution and the contract. So that's before you're on the dais and has also been changed out on the website. And then I'll remind you when we get to the regular agenda that the applicant for item 10B2, the Circle K conditional use, is requesting that that item be postponed to the July 5th agenda. Is there a move to adjourn? Okay. We'll adjourn the community hall. We will start the city council meeting right at 6 o'clock. So that's about nine minutes from now. Test, test. Test, test. Testing. Testing. Right. <laughs> All right. Ron. Testing. Okay. You guys have been fine down there. Yep. Order tonight's Auburn City Council meeting for June the 21st, 2022. The roll call, Lindsay. Dawson. Here. Dixon? Here. Griswold? Here. Hovey? Here. Parsons? Here. Taylor? Here. Witten? Here. Anders? Here. Would you please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance and then remain standing for a moment of silence. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Please be seated. Earlier during the Committee of the Hall, the City Council uh, voted to appoint Jennifer Stevens uh, to take the place of Brett Smith and finish out Brett's term uh, serving the Ward 4 residents of Auburn. And we will try to get her sworn in and ready to go just as soon as our schedules allow. And we expect Ms. Stevens to be with us on July the 5th at our next meeting. Under the Mayor's announcements tonight, I want to... Um, just uh, thank everybody in the community that participated and helped support and attended the Juneteenth celebration at Martin Luther King Park this last Saturday. Um, lots of people out there. It was a good time, pretty steamy. But uh, there was a lot that went into that, a lot of volunteers, a lot of sponsors. I'm sure Miss um, Taylor will uh, talk about that a little bit later. I certainly want to thank Connie and her leadership and enthusiasm to put that on. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I went to the summer meeting of the Big Ten mayors in Hoover. And uh, had a fortunate opportunity to go and tour the National Computer Forensics Institute, which is located in Hoover, and proud to know that we've sent our own officers up there. It was very interesting. 
um, facility there that is preparing our law enforcement for all kinds of things, uh, including what they have to do with uh, computers and forensically looking into computers. So thankful that we're involved at a very interesting tour. Um, and want to remind our community that we'll be hosting the Big Ten Mayors in October. Um, the last, uh, well, it's October the 23rd and 24th, and we're proud to bring them to our community. I certainly want to say thank you to all the hard work of our staff uh, who have prepared the budget for the council to consider. Last week we had two different budget hearings. Um, there was hours and hours and hours of, out, of work that was put into preparing that budget for us to evaluate and look, look through. I appreciate all the staff coming and uh, making the presentations that they did for the city council on Monday and Wednesday of, of next week. In a little while, the budget will come upon our agenda, and I want to let you know my plan is to deny unanimous consent, and I want to make it clear to our community that that has nothing to do with the work that's been put into this budget. It just allows a document that is very thick, that is full of a lot of information, more time for our community to look at it. And so we will bring this back up. If we deny unanimous consent tonight, it'll be brought back up for a vote on July the 5th. But I do appreciate all the work that went into this, and I have confidence, a lot of confidence in the people who participated building this. And July the 4th will occur before our next meeting, and certainly I hope everybody will have a great weekend. That is a time of a lot of travel. I hope everybody's very safe as they go about their time with their family, and we look forward to having fireworks again at Duck Sanford Park on July the 4th. And I'll think again of my old friend Cisco King, who came up here and delivered that check to us about this time every year for a generation or two, uh, supporting the July the 4th fireworks. But I hope everybody has a great holiday. All right. Anyone else on the council? And I know Miss Taylor's got something she'd like to say. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Saturday, uh, June 18th was a great event. And uh, I'm just so proud of the community, how they came out and supported the event. But I want to give some special thanks out tonight. Um, I, I want to thank uh, City Council uh, members Kelly and Bob for attending. I, I really appreciate that. And I also want to give uh, thanks to contributions that were made toward the Juneteenth Unsung Hero event. Uh, Mayor Anders, I understand. <laughs> um, and thank you for working behind the scene. I did not know. <laughs> uh, City Ma Manager Megan and um, Councilwoman Whitten. One thing I want to stress <clears throat> to Ms. Whitten tonight is that I am so thankful because you were able to make a lot happen, especially with the volunteers. So I, I want you to um, make sure you thank, uh, thank Jay Jones for allowing Absolutely. you know those extra volunteers to come out. And I also want to thank you for um, being there the whole event. <laughs> Red is that exercise right there. <laughs> she was hot. She Kelly told me to make sure I take care of her before before he left. And uh, for the water and the um, all the Gatorade, the you know extras and, and that type of stuff. And Al Davis and your staff, I want to pre I appreciate y'all also uh, just being there and providing you know us with tables and stuff. Uh, the Auburn uh, Chamber of Commerce, they always step in and. Um, do their part, and I I really really appreciate them, and I appreciate and and this this is not a long long list, but I, I just want to send some thank yous out tonight because if it hadn't been for these people, some of this um it, it just wouldn't have happened the way it did. The AO tourism, um, I know it was Kate Bobo, uh, what is what is Kat, it? Kat yeah. Bobo, and um, Robin Bridges that reaches reached out to me and they provided five hundred Juneteenth t-shirts to be given away and when I tell you people were fighting over those t-shirts they fought over <laughs> okay and uh, people still calling me asking me today do I still have t-shirts uh, I want to thank the AU fisheries everybody don't know this but they provided uh, tons of catfish so that's where some of that fish was fried from and we was able to give away catfish uh, the Auburn Housing Authority they stepped up to the plate Sharon Torbert, her staff, A.J. Harris, all of them, they stepped up to the plate. They provided tents. They provided chairs. They provided, you name it, they provided it. Okay? And I also want to say, uh, a lot of people don't know Target and Opelika. All that water that we had out there, Target provided that, all of the water. A hundred, a thousand bottles of water that I had to load up on my truck. Okay? So... <laughs> Uh, Omega Sapphire, they stepped up to the plate. Um, 
and I'm almost finished making. <laughs> and and I and I just want to. Um, this was a unique Juneteenth because we did honor some unsung heroes from our area, including some officers from the Auburn Police Department and other um, city officials that was that the, our community considers as unsung heroes. But I also want to give a thank to the local churches and family and friends. And I just want to say this, and I hope my son is listening. My son, he actually smoked 36 slabs of ribs all by himself. Okay? So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I can't thank you enough. And I'll see y'all same people next year. <laughs> <laughs> all I was going to add is Target's now invested in Auburn. Just, just a reminder. <laughs> invested in Auburn, but it was yeah. open like a people. <laughs> Until they get here, so hey, I'll call on them next year. <laughs> Anyone else on the council have an announcement? I do. Um, yes, sure. I had a ward meeting last night at Camden Ridge, and um, I have another ward meeting this coming Monday, the 27th, at 6.30 p.m. at the Preserve, and I'm just trying to make my way around to new parts of Ward 3 um, and, and then eventually back around to the OG side of Ward 3. So just look for more announcements to come for the rest of the summer. Anyone else? Yes, Mr. Mayor. Sure. Um, I'd also like to thank uh, Councilwoman Taylor for spearheading a really great day. It was a, it was a, a, just a pleasure to be there. The weather was kind. We were under that shady you tree. Think? <laughs> yeah, well, you well, in the early part of it. But, <laughs> oh um, but I also wanted to make mention of one of the featured speakers was uh, Dr. Vickerstar, mm -hmm. and how powerful he spoke, and how he spoke so truthfully and he said at one point um i hope that you will challenge the city council members and i just want to acknowledge that i certainly felt that way it was very powerful i also have uh, on a related issue uh was uh the fact that the the group that sits at tumor's corner uh daily celebrated their second anniversary of uh peaceful protest on that corner. They, they sit there daily and they engage with the public on um, uh, conversations uh, of a social uh, progressive nature and they're very frank and they're very open to conversation. I find them to be very brave. They, they face not only the elements of hail and sun and wind and rain, but they also face uh, sometimes a hostile crowd, but I, I'm, I'm sure they know and I sure want them to know that they are seen by us and they are overwhelmingly supported. And congratulations to you all on the two years and I look forward to seeing what else you will do uh, with your time. Mr. Parsons. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I just wanna say one more thing that I, I left out. Just before the event on Saturday, uh, about 7.30, I was supposed to be out there about 7.30, between 7.30 and 8.00 and help set up. I actually had an accident. I fell through my porch, got trapped, and uh, I ended up calling the uh, 911. My grandbaby did, she panicked, and I was trapped between the porch. And I just wanna thank um, those services, EMS services, and all for the quick response. Uh, I think they was there in probably less than seven minutes if not lesser. And the thing about it is, they were there, but when I called my son, and they was on their way from Daveville, where they sort of kind of beat the ambulance there. But I do appreciate, and, and that's, not, that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing, believe me. Um, and I'm not saying that to criticize the, the services, because I think that was a very good response time. And, and I don't know if, if um, these, that service sits in the city council, but if anybody can pass the news on, the police department and, and the emergency services, they were there, they was there in a timely fashion, they got me out and I was out there before eight o'clock. So. Good. Thank you, Ms. Taylor. Glad you're okay. Well, I don't know, but I'm good. <laughs> All right, anyone else? <laughs> Yes, sir, man. I'd like sure. to say that our thoughts and prayers go out to the Chambers County Sheriff's Office tonight. They lost a, a deputy in a line of duty death yesterday. I know they're all grieving tonight as well as law enforcement across this part of the state or the entire state. Uh, so I pray for them tonight and, and uh, for the uh, uh, deputy's family. Thank you, Chief. Anyone else? Okay.
We'll move ahead to Auburn University Communications. Good afternoon, y'all. Uh, first, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm Judson Lizenby. I'm the Assistant Director of City Relations for Auburn University Student Government. Typically, Olivia is here today, but today I'm filling in for her. So to start, Auburn University Baseball had their first college uh, World Series win since 1997 over Stanford yesterday. And right now, actually, they're playing Arkansas. Um, we're very, very excited for uh, the momentum this might bring to the program, and we're very excited uh, to see this kind of leadership under Butch Thompson. Next, Auburn University's bass fishing team, excuse me, uh, finished second in the nation, which is an all-time high for the program. Uh, next, uh, the Tony and Libba Rain uh, Culinary Science Center uh, will also be home to the um, hospitality management uh, major and school, excuse me. And uh, this is very, very exciting for uh, our current and uh, future hospitality ma management majors. Uh, the Auburn University Samuel Ginn College of Engineering uh, will now have access to a lot more resources and research uh, opportunities for a five-year educational program with Air University out of um, Maxwell Air, Air Base or Air Force Base uh, from Montgomery, Alabama. And uh, next is a little bit of a story, but Rachel Rulin, uh, an Auburn University student uh, studying speech, language, and hearing sciences, um, actually applied what she learned in the classroom directly to the Mayo Clinic. So after a lecture about hearing aids and tumor, ear tumors, um, she noticed the symptoms directly aligned with the symptoms that her father was having. So after a conversation with the professor um, and a meeting with her father and all that kind of stuff, she actually took him straight to the Mayo Clinic and turns out her diagnosis was correct. Um, I wanted to highlight this as a credit to um, our Auburn professors and Auburn's world-class academic curriculum. Uh, with that being said, though, that is all the updates I have for today. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you sharing that story. That story was actually chronicled, I believe, on CBS News recently, and uh, that's awesome. And certainly we're proud of our baseball team and hope that they're winning and beating the pigs tonight and looking forward to the Rain Center opening up very soon and all that that's going to mean to our community. All right, now it's time for citizens' communications on tonight's uh, items on tonight's agenda. This is only on items on tonight's agenda. Um, there are a few things that, let's see, do we have anything that has a public hearing attached to it? Yes, there are resolutions. Yes. So if there's an item that we have that does have a public hearing attached to it, we'll ask that you wait till then. But if you would like to speak to the council about anything on our agenda now, would be the time to come forward. And again, you have five minutes. And if you'd share your name and address for the record when you get started. All right. Hi, everyone. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, my name is Leah Billy Welburn. 112 North Bartleman Street, Apartment 5. Uh, I know that the budget will not be passed tonight, but I did want to come up here um, and speak about the um, money that is unallocated from COVID relief from the federal government that we have available to use towards addressing homelessness in the area. Uh, I have put out, um, put out the call to folks in the community who are already working on this. <clears throat> Some of them have joined here tonight. And I wanted to come up and speak for just a couple minutes about homelessness. Um, it's an issue that is in our community. It's largely unseen. Uh, and some of the folks who've been working in this arena can speak more to this. Um, I'm not an expert in it myself, though I have known people who have struggled with housing, being on the verge of homelessness, homeless. Um, I'm, you know, a few dire turns and I could be dealing with that myself. Um, so as we look at this issue, I am calling for everyone in the community and everyone on staff and on the council to um, bring forth uh, compassion for our fellow humans. And I, specifically, I'd like to ask the council to um, form a short-term task force, bringing in uh, experts in our community and to come to a specific recommendation for how to allocate this money by next city council meeting. I think that a chance to um, have policy decision makers at the table with people who have been working with uh, the unhoused and the at-risk in our community 
would give us a very stable foundation for making the best use of this funding so that we not only deal with the um, short-term issue of people who are unhoused now, but also provide a clear pathway for people um, to get back into long-term permanent affordable housing. Um, so that is my request of the council, and thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Who would be next? Anyone else like to address an item that's on our agenda? Okay. We will move ahead to uh, city manager communications. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I apologize. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. I'm Dr. Carol Zugazaga, 651 Woody Drive here in Auburn. Um, I'm a social work professor at the university and lived here in Auburn for 20 years. And for the full 20 years that I've been here, I've done research on homelessness. Um, and I was asked to speak just for a few minutes about the problem um, to follow up on my, my colleague here uh, who's requesting that some of the funding be allocated for that. I'm on here on behalf of Jean Causey, who uh, you're probably familiar with, who is the president of uh, One Voice Shelter Coalition uh, that works with the homeless in Lee County, primarily women right now. Shelter opened in uh, 2018 because of just a significant need for services for uh, women and children who are homeless in Lee County. Um, I would say uh, right now uh, we have five women at the shelter who are homeless, excuse me, six, we got another last night, uh, six women, three children. Uh, since opening in 2018, we have served, um, I think, over 80 uh, women at the shelter. Um, all of the women there currently, with, except one who has significant medical problems, are all working. I think that's one misperception about homelessness is that people are, don't want to work or not motivated. Um, but every one of the women uh, that are there are working. Primarily what we do is provide housing and case management, helping them to identify resources that they might be eligible for that would help them to maintain housing. Um, the research that I've done, I've interviewed people at Community Market. A lot of people reach out to Community Market or churches when they're on the verge of homelessness. So there's opportunity to provide some sort of intervention. People that I've met are living in cars. A lot of folks live in their vehicles at, uh, in Walmart parking lot. They're generous and don't, uh, or they permit people to stay there. They don't uh, require them, chase them off the property. Um, a lot of folks live in motels, which is very expensive. Um, a lot of the, the, the people that we call precariously housed that are on the verge of homelessness experience things like maybe they've lost a job or they've got a significant medical bill or a, a, a significant issue happens with their vehicle and they can't get transportation and get to work. There's all kinds of, of problems that people have that just need some assistance. Um, one of our women was working at the McDonald's in Tigertown, sleeping in her car there, going in to work. Um, People in, have uh, events that uh, participate, uh, happen before they become homeless, such as divorce, illness, losing a job, or their rent is increased. Uh, it's really hard to track how many people are homeless. Um, I've done homeless counts before, where you've interviewed people at Community Market, at the library, um, but uh, a lot of people come in contact, as I said, with churches. You can talk to the Lee County Ministerial Association. They're very familiar with the problem of homelessness and folks at Community Market as well. I've talked with people who have pooled their resources. They'll live in their vehicle and they get their disability check and then they'll get a hotel room for a week or so and take turns showering. So people are very resourceful, but uh, as my colleague said, if there are resources that Auburn has that would be able to minimize this problem, um, it would be great. Uh, I would also say that having interviewed homeless people in 
Opelite, I mean in Columbus and in Montgomery. I have interviewed people that are from Auburn there because there, until 2018, there were no resources here. So we do have homeless people. You may not see them. They may be living with friends or family or in their vehicles, but they're working um, and they're going to communities where there are resources. So I just ask uh, that if there are some resources available, a task force would be a great idea. Um, uh, there's some ways that we could get more information and identify what, what the city is able to do. So I just wanted to throw in my support for my colleague and be happy to talk with anyone afterwards if you have any questions. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. And certainly Jean has done a great job with One Voice and she worked for years at Lee Russell Council of Governments and did a great job there. And um, Some of the people who sponsor and support her ministry uh, have been talking to me over the last couple of years about um, the city's potential um, support of their ministry over in Opelika. So we'll talk about that uh, coming up here in the near future, but I appreciate the comments tonight. Anyone else? Mayor, before we move on, um, just want to make sure, I know we thanked a lot of people, and Connie, I want to say thank you as well for your leadership, um, but a big part of, I think, Saturday's um, efforts was Parks and Rec, so I just want to make sure we... We don't overlook the efforts of Parks and Rec as well. Oh, I am so, so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Look, it's a long. I, I tried my best to try to put everybody down, and sometimes you're always gonna forget. But Parks and Recreation, I do appreciate, and I and I should have mentioned Parks and Recreation because they provided storage. When I when I had to deliver, when I picked up those uh, thousand bottles of water. Becky was able to get her staff to meet me over there to the back of the building of the um, of the, the the restrooms, and there was a storage area. So I was I, and and she and I was able to store everything that I had to take over there that morning in that storage area. So Becky, I I do apologize, and um, it started at your with your crew in a way because they made sure that the grounds was clean. They made sure all the dog poop was up. They did, you know, they, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. They, they was outstanding. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, please forgive me. And, and I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. You're welcome. I'm getting old. I'm blaming on that. No, no. It was a great time. A lot of people participated. Yes. Couldn't have done a lot it without of people. Them. A lot of people. Okay. City managers communications. Under City Manager's communications this evening, we have the announcement of two vacancies on the Green Space Advisory Board. Terms begin August 8th, 2022 and end August 7th, 2026. The appointments will be made at the July 19th meeting. If you're ready for the consideration of the consent agenda, we'll roll on into that. Does any Please. council member wish to remove an item from the consent agenda and deal with that item individually? Yes, I'd like to uh, take off 10 Bravo 1, 10B1, please. 10 C1 B, B. B. Bravo. Uh, what, That's the resolution. That's the resolution. This is the consent yeah, agenda. Consent agenda. Hang on a sec. All right. I'm corrected. Nothing to take off. Okay. Anyone else? If not, is there a move to approve the consent agenda? So moved. Second. All right. Have a motion second. Any further questions, comments? If not, all in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? And the consent agenda carries forth. Ordinances. Under ordinances this evening, item 9A1 is a request from Tommy Thaxton to annex approximately 0.977 acres of property located at 2682 Lee Road 47, also known as Pierce Chapel Road. The Planning Commission recommended approval of this request by a vote of 8 to 1 at the June 9th meeting. Unanimous consent is necessary. I'll introduce the ordinance and ask for unanimous consent. Second. Have a motion to second. Does anyone on the council have a problem moving forward with a vote on this this evening? Seeing and hearing none. Any comments or questions? Okay, Lindsay, yes. with the roll call. I think we uh, yes. Yeah. I noticed that this was outside the city's optimal boundary. Uh, we have only considered a couple of those uh, cases since we've been on the, the council, and we denied the ones that were outside the boundary in the past, uh, and that the staff also recommended disapproval of this. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, I just wanted to point that out. Yes, it's optim optimal boundary adjacent, and there's property to the south of this that is also in, but yes, that's that's why the staff is consistent on that with the optimal boundary. Okay, thank you. Any other comments or questions? Okay, Lindsay with the roll call. Dawson? Yes, ma'am. Gibson? Yes. 
Griswold? No. Hovey? Yes, ma'am. Parson? No. Taylor? No. Witten? No. Sanders? Yes. All right, nine, um, item 9A2 is a request from. Was it? I'm what sorry. Was it? it was four to four. So four to four means that it is Thanks. not annexed. Yeah. That, that, that fails. And it is not Bring in the city limits. The council at some point. I don't, but, hold on just a second. Uh, Mr. Foote, on the um, annexation, do we have a policy of a one-year policy like we do on conditional uses and other things? I haven't read that. Uh, I can always check, but I believe that was mostly for zoning changes. Correct. Mm -hmm. I, we would have to look into that councilman Dawson and I know councilman Griswold had a question also no you did not okay he um, we'll have to check on annexations there is also the prevailing side which would be um, in this instance because it failed it would be the four um, who did not vote in favor of it could bring it up either again at this meeting or the following meeting per your council rules beyond that I'll shoot you an email and let you know okay, anything else on that okay everybody good okay Item 9A2 is a request from Wendell Lamar Smith to annex approximately 4.0 acres of property located at 350 Lee Road 8, known as Cotton Valley Lane. Planning Commission unanimously recommended approval at its June 9th meeting. Unanimous consent is necessary. Land use ordinance has unanimous consent. Second. I have a motion to second. Does anyone on the council have a problem moving forward with a vote on this this evening? Are there any comments or questions? Okay. Lindsay? Yes. Griswold? Yes, ma'am. Hovey? Yes, ma'am. Parsons? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Witten? Yes. Dawson? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Item 9B amends the fiscal year 2022 mid biennial budget. Unanimous consent is necessary. I introduce the ordinance and ask for unanimous consent. Second. I have a motion to second. Does anyone on the council have a problem moving forward with the vote on this this evening? Hearing none, any questions or comments? Okay, Lindsay? Griswold? Yes, ma'am. Hovey? Yes, ma'am. Parsons? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Yes. Dawson? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes. Item 9C adopts the fiscal year 2023 and fiscal year 2024 biennial budget. Unanimous consent is necessary. I'll introduce the ordinance and ask for unanimous consent. Second. I move to deny unanimous consent. We'll take this up on July the 5th. Second reading. All right. Item 95 authorizes the installation of three stop signs and one 25 mile per hour sign in Chapel Heights subdivision. Unanimous consent is necessary. I introduce the ordinance and ask for unanimous consent. Second. I have a motion. Second. Does anyone on the council have a problem moving forward with the vote on this this evening? Mayor, real quick, I said 95. It's just 90. Okay. I'm making up numbers. All right. No problem. Any comments or questions? Okay, Lindsay with a roll call. Parsons? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Witten? Yes. Dawson? Yes, ma'am. Dixon? Yes. Griswold? Yes, ma'am. Hovey? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Under resolutions this evening, item 10A appoints Jennifer Stevens to be a member of the Auburn City Council for an unexpired term of office beginning June 22nd, 2022 and ending November 7th, 2022. Move for approval. Second. All right. I have a motion and a second. Any comments or questions? All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion carries. Item 10B1 is a request from Hydro Engineering Solutions on behalf of Greystone of Auburn LLC for conditional use approval of a road service use, a bank with a drive-through, located at 1600 East Sanford Avenue in the Comprehensive Development District Zoning District. The Planning Commission unanimously recommended approval of this request at its June 9th meeting. A public hearing is required. Move for, for approval. approval. Right. I have a motion second. This time I'll open the public hearing. If you'd like to address City Council, please come forward and give us your name and address for the record. Making sure. All right. Seeing no one, we'll close the public here. Any comments or questions from the council? Yes, Mr. Mayor. Sure. Um, looking at the diagram in here that shows the bank property, the office, climate storage, and then the adjacent apartment complexes, uh, it's the diagram in the package just before the landscape plan. 
the um, comments notice that back in March of 2018, pedestrian connectivity would be provided between the multiple, multiple unit development and the eastern non-residential development. Um, I'm not clear, there's no um, legend on this chart. Is that squiggly line that you looked at when you were up here, is that a sidewalk? And has second, that been constructed? I've got to. I've got to let him answer the question. Okay. So, yeah, Mr. Foote, please answer yes. Councilman Griswold's question. Certainly, thank you. So, yes, it is. Uh, there is a condition. There were five conditions originally. It's been whittled down to one. So, in the Planning Commission resolution that was passed by the commission, uh, the recommendation has one condition, which is the pedestrian connection shall be provided, as you referred to in that prior consideration. Okay. All right. And is the portion of that that's on the residential already been constructed, or has that all been put off until? The two properties were co-joined. Co uh, the site plan that you're referring to, I think it has an office and has the bank, and then it has a third site back by I-85. The rest of the residential to the west and to the left has all been constructed. Okay. All right, so the sidewalk will be? It'll or, be provided with okay, this next phase of construction. Question. Thank you. Yes, sir. Okay. Any other comments or questions? Okay. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion carries. Item 10B2 is the Circle K conditional use request at, at the intersection of Shelton Road and U.S. Highway 280. The applicant has requested that this item be postponed to the July 5th meeting. Move to um, postpone item 10B2 to a date certain of July 5th. Second. All right, have a motion second. Any other comments or questions? So all in favor to postpone to July the 5th, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? And we'll take this up at our next meeting. Item 10B3 is a request from Kaylee Patel on behalf of Cox Road Properties AL LLC for a commercial and entertainment use of package store to be located at 200 West Glen Avenue, Suite 500 in the Urban Core Zoning District. The Planning Commission unanimously recommended approval of this request at its June 9th meeting. A public hearing is required. Move for approval. Second. I have a motion to second. This time we'll open the public hearing. If you'd like to address the City Council, please come forward and give us your name and address for the record. Seeing no one, we'll close the public hearing. Any comments or questions from the council? Okay. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? And the motion carries. Mayor, those are all the items of business we have for you this evening. Okay. At this time, we'll open the um, floor up for Citizens Open Forum. This is your opportunity as a citizen to talk to the council about anything that might be on your mind. You will have three minutes, and we ask that you address your comments to the council, please. Robert, Robert Wilkins, 261 Denson Drive, Auburn, Alabama. Good evening, uh, Mayor and Council. Um, as y'all know, uh, I, I sent actually some emails to each one of you dealing with the judge ruling um, in favor of the city. The judge ruled in favor of the city on Ordinance 3288. After reading the decision three times, it was a difficult read, and the reason it was a difficult read is that I, I just didn't realize how much power that this council has. I think when you put up your hand uh, and you swore that you would uphold the uh, Alabama Constitution and the U.S. Uh, I mean the, um, uh, the Congress, uh, I mean the U.S. Constitution, that um, I, I don't know if you really understand uh, what you have. Because uh, by reading all of this material, if it's correct, which I assume it, it was in, in a a good form and so forth, had a lot of cases and so forth. It was tough to deal with because all the rights that I have, I don't really have any rights in the city limits of uh, Auburn, none. You can come into my home, do what you did before, but you do more than that. If you read this ordinance, I mean this ordinance, this uh, uh, decision by the judge, I wish I would read it two or three times. I think you'll find out that uh, maybe you uh, have too much responsibilities, but not, it's just not this city. It's all the cities in Alabama through the um, Alabama Constitution. I mean, to me, you're like little dictators and so forth. Um, but we're, we're starting a second phase, and it's called uh, uh, StopOwnershipDiscrimination.com. Uh, it will be online probably uh, by this weekend. 
And uh, it will also be on Facebook, Nick's uh, Door, Meetups, and many other things. And we'll try to do some things through the university. Uh, only one council member remains who voted f against the ordinance, and that's uh, Miss uh, Councilman Woman uh, Whidden. Uh, of course, uh, Councilman Smith has gone to to better things with Mickey and Minnie, and um, Councilman Javi. I will assume you will be uh, uh, directing us in the Alabama uh, Senate. Um, I did want to read this, and if I don't get through, I, I would like to do it. It says, in enacting ordinances, page three of the, uh, as it says, the ordinance 3288, the city council specifically recognized and debated the concerns expressed by citizens regarding whether or not to regulate short-term rentals within the city and to extend which such rentals should be regulated. These concerns include the preservation of the neighborhood, characteristics of certain uh, zoning districts within the city and the prevention of increasing parking, additional traffic, increased notice compliance, and the potential for increased criminal activities, of all things, of which are related to the promotion of public health, safety, uh, morals, and so forth. Um, Y'all didn't have any data on all this. You, you never did. I've talked about data and data and data. You, you made decisions based on no data. So. Thank you, Mr. Wilkinson. Appreciate it. Susan Bolt, 1188 East University Drive. <clears throat> I've had the opportunity to sit back and watch the Auburn city government work over the last few years, and I want to talk about an item that the council may or may not know about. I think it's important for this council and the Auburn citizens to be made aware of some questionable actions of our city government, particularly with regards to the ordinance 3288 dealing with short-term rentals that five of you voted for. Since this ordinance did not fix any problems that were not already addressed by already existing ordinances, it had no direction to take but to create problems for the citizens of Auburn. So I highlight one. The, citizens started, the city started issuing citations in December of 2021. Citations were issued to property owners that owned those short-term rentals. While looking through these citations, I noticed that one citation involved a family from Louisiana. Visiting from out of state, they received a citation, a fine, and a court date. Can you imagine his surprise and distaste for the city of Auburn now? You five did this. This is now your legacy, not for noise, trash, or traffic. Nope because he stayed in a house that you deemed off-limits based on garage size, porch size, lot size, setbacks, and density, otherwise known as neighborhood conservation. For those of you who utilize short-term rentals in your travels, can you imagine if this had happened to you? Your hypocrisy is disgusting. I personally spoke with this gentleman from Louisiana. He had never visited Auburn before, but was here for a concert and a rodeo, spending money in Auburn. He was obviously upset, and his message to you was not favorable. He wanted you to stop citing innocent people. Um, he was obviously upset. So you five get credit for sullying the reputation of Auburn. Do you think this man will ever bring his family back to Auburn? But it gets even more interesting. Why was this out-of-state guest cited instead of the property owner? Can someone explain, after months of issuing citations to property owners, that this out-of-state guest was cited? Would it surprise you to find out that the property owner is the mayor's campaign manager? He is. It certainly appears, Mayor, that your campaign manager was treated differently than other short-term hosts. Why was he, as a property owner, not cited? Can you explain why this deviation occurred? Is there a two-tier justice system in the city of Auburn? The citizens of Auburn deserve answers as to why this deviation happened. Certainly, it's questionable behavior by the city government, indeed. I hope that the city councilman who voted for this ordinance, that you can see you missed the mark on this ordinance. So I ask again, Mayor, why was your campaign manager given cover and not cited? Thank you, Ms. Bolt. No, you're not going to answer. Thank you, Ms. Bolt. Well, any other council people have any questions to the mayor about that? 
I'd like the answer to, to be quite honest with you. Thank you, Ms. Bolt. Well, you have a council person asking for an answer too. We have a council person who breaks his own breaks the laws of this this city. Not prior, not prior to y'all doing this. And swore an oath to the city. Not prior to this. To uphold the laws of the city oh, and broke this bolt. We're discussing this at all, and uh, yeah. uh, I, I do want to say this. Uh, I know the mayor very well, and I, I do not I believe his character to be impeccable. So I, I don't blame him for being irritated. Somebody has been accused of not being a, a, a good person or a righteous businessman. Uh, I just think this is the wrong place for the, this type of activity. And unfortunately, you see this a lot when people don't agree with what we do as a council. You attack the council people. That, and there's not a person up here on this dais that I would not think has good character and a, a good, basically a good person. If I thought that, I wouldn't be here. If I thought the mayor was involved in something he wasn't supposed to be in, I wouldn't be here tonight. I'd be on the phone with the FBI to come here and investigate him. That's what I'd do. Uh, I, I know how to investigate these type of cases, so I would ask they be investigated for this case. But I think it's just a sad, sad day when, when you come here and attack personally a council person for something that's not, that hadn't been documented or anything else. And I, again, I want to speak up for the mayor as I would any of the other council people. This is not time to attack somebody's character. If you don't agree what to do, you state your problem with the council and, and lobby the council and try to get it brought back before the council and get your votes, get it passed. But uh, it just it gets old when you attack somebody's character, when they're trying to serve the city and, and, and make it a better place to live. Thank you, Mayor. Who'll be next? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mayor Anders, ladies yep. and gentlemen of the council, Herbert Walter DeMar, Jr., 412 Opelika Road, Apartment 111. I would, as a citizen of Auburn, I would like to take a moment to also thank everyone who had anything to do with the Juneteenth celebration. I did have a chance to go this year, particularly to Mrs. Taylor, and for all of y'all for even making such a celebration possible here in Auburn. And I'm also thankful that other cities have decided to do it and also everyone else behind the scenes. And if you missed it, you missed a treat. And I think those were there, had a good time and learned a lot. And I hope that uh, you all will continue this to do this in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Who'll be next? Hi again, Leah Billy Walburn, 112 North DeBar 11th Street, Apartment 5. I wanted to get up and thank uh, Dr. Zigazaga, and I hope I'm saying your name properly. I also wanted to come up and share comments by uh, Pastor Joe Javis, who couldn't be here tonight. Um, Pastor Davis's comments are, I commend the city council and mayor on your consideration of the ARPA funds to address homelessness in Auburn. In my position as mission and outreach director at Auburn UMC, I receive calls and visits every week from homeless individuals looking for some kind of support. Sometimes we can help with hotel assistance, but other times we can't. I'm grateful for organizations like One Voice Shelter Coalition and the Family Resource Center which can help individuals transition out of homelessness. Homelessness is real in Auburn, Alabama, and the city has a great opportunity to use ARPA funds to make initial investments towards ending homelessness in our community. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Anyone else? Okay, is there a move to adjourn? That moved. All right, we're adjourned.